Yeah, I think, you know, there's a lot of um, interesting things that came out here. And I think one of the things that we just need to kind of reiterate is the fact that this manifests in various, various different types of ways. That's the one thing. And the second thing is that the degree of this differs, but it always, it's somewhere in your life. It's something that you need to pinpoint and something that you've gotten so used to that you probably don't pinpoint it out in your life anymore. It's something mm. that you might have been doing for mm. years. Hey everyone, welcome to the RLT podcast where we share some real life tools, tips and tricks to help you not only discover, but also reach your ultimate goals. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Real Life Tips podcast. Everyone, again, another great episode coming your way. So stay tuned. Some really, really great tips coming in on this one. I'm your host, Mono. You're joined by Leon as usual. Welcome back, everyone. Get comfortable. Get yourself a blanket. We are sitting in the middle of winter recording this. It's absolutely <laughs> one of the coldest winters we've experienced in Gauteng in Southern Africa in a while. Yeah. Um, I'm not made for this, dude. <laughs> I promise you, it's really, really, really cold. So I've I've actually, you know, the funny thing is Marne actually edits the show and, um, you know, he always is very cognizant of background noise. So I've actually, I've got a little blowing heater that can heat this little room up in a second and I've had to turn that down. So thank you, Marne. Um, for not finding a fix for that <laughs> so it's super cold yeah down in south africa i think for the northern listeners um our cold is probably not what you would consider cold but we saw snowflakes man um yeah it's amazing we we had snow throughout southern africa for those of you that don't know that need to go and grab a map uh we've got a little country inside of south africa called lesotho uh, probably the side of the the size of some of the you know cities that you might be living in, but they actually have a little ski slope that opens every this yep. time of the year, and they could open early. I still want to go. Yeah, it looks <laughs> yeah, I amazing. Still want to go. Still haven't been. Hundred really percent. Cool, so yeah. I know a few blokes from Gauteng, Johannesburg, that drove two and a half hours to see like one foot thick of snow which is amazing that's something i've probably never seen in my life so yeah super cold man welcome back to the episode grab a yeah. blanket if you're in south africa get a milo or a coffee you know what i'm talking <laughs> about um this is going to be another very very good episode i think it's going to be a little bit deep so i shouldn't be too soft mm. on this intro i think we're going to immediately start cutting straight to the bone this is going to be a tough episode i think um but once again I personally would like to find some enlightenment in this episode as well, because I know a lot of people that suffer from this. I have some parts of this, I think, in my life as well that I need to need mm. to have a bit of a closer look at. So yeah, I think, Marnie, you're the best at bringing these topics to the front. So without further ado, let's dive in. Yep, it's going to be interesting because it's all about learned helplessness. Now, if you don't know what this means, we're going to extrapolate and explore this entire topic here tonight. And I'm sure that by the end of this episode, we can promise you, you're going to find five ways to stop your suffering. Now, we're going to we're gonna basically split this up into, there's, there's two different people that I can think of, or two types of people. And there's, there's a lot of science, a lot of uh, studies and research that's going to come out of this as well that ties into it for us to understand, to digest, to see how it is that this actually impacts us. And the two types of people that I'm referring to here is either you're definitely going to fall into one of these categories. So 
tell me, Leon, whilst I'm going through this, which one best resonates with you, right? And Probably I can really both. pinpoint myself, right? So <laughs> the first type of person, right, is a type of person who is currently going through suffering or that has recently gone through suffering that just feels like there's absolutely no way out. Mm. And mm. even though you've tried to find some form or some way to end the suffering, you just you've given up you've given up hope right you've you've become mm. completely helpless and this is this is the funny thing that's going to come out of this episode tonight is that this is something that you've actually taught yourself and 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 the research will prove this Correct. right so this is something that you've taught yourself a mindset that you've taught yourself that's the one type of person the other type of person is the type of person who is currently suffering or has recently undergone suffering and they've actually helped themselves out of that and they've learned or they've taught themselves that they can do that on an ongoing basis. So no matter what suffering they encounter, they can get out of it. They'll find a way out of it. There's always some way out of suffering. Now, it's funny mm. because, and I asked you this question, which type of person resonates more with you, Leon? And I'll answer mm. the question for myself first, and then we'll switch over to you. But I definitely see myself in, in the first category, not in all cases, but in, in some cases, in some aspects of my life where I am suffering or where I've actually suffered recently and I just completely gave up. And I was just like, you know what? This just isn't going to get better. Yeah. And I'm really trying to be the second type of person. What about you, Leon? Yeah, I would say I'm the second uh, type where I usually dig myself out of the hole. But, you know, there's an old... Say, yeah, I would think so. <laughs> I agree with you. Uh, I, I, I don't want to like bloat about it or whatever, but I am a little bit more resilient than others. The thing is, you know, I was kind of conditioned, you know, when you get conditioned through, um, you know, being brought up by a certain way and then somewhere in your life, you realize that's not the right way and you vow mm. to never be the same. Yeah, <laughs> that's mm -hmm. why I'm a little bit more resilient. I grew up around people that had this problem and I started noticing why it's negative and I vowed never to be the same again. And, you know, there's an old saying that goes and I'm going to really paraphrase now. I can't remember it off by heart, but it says that um, past experiences. So things that you've you know had in your past is the best predictor of your future behavior. And that's exactly what happened to me. I think through an adverse effect of this on my life where a lot of people mm -hmm. just kind of became content with life, suck or good, you know, good or bad. They just got comfortable in that spot. And many times it was bad. Many times it was for reasons that I looked on the surface and I was like, this is not what life's about. Like these can't be, this can't be what it's all about. And I realized at a later stage, no, you have to claw your way out of that. Um, so I definitely do see myself more on the second side. There are spaces for the first side as well. I think a lot of people might have their toes dipped into both sides with a mm -hmm. predominant side. But for me, you know, when it comes to family, <laughs> pets, funny enough, like animals and so on, there's certain places where i bend my rules a little bit because i get softer but my mm -hmm. hard side kind of always tries to be a little resilient and get out of those bad circumstances but um, yeah. you're very very right i think 
this is an episode that's really going to talk to a lot of people. Um, and again, the extent of this varies. I think the most severe to the least severe. I was a smoker, you know, growing mm -hmm. up. Um, I started smoking at the young age of 16, thought it was the coolest thing on earth, always stank like an ashtray. But um, I didn't know the effect that it's going to have on my life early on. I just thought yeah. it was cool. And then I realized, wow, I actually end up like really trying to make the effort to get the money to buy another pack of smokes so that I always have smokes on me. And that's when I realized, I think this thing's got a bit of control over me, you know? Yeah. And of course, we all know <laughs> nicotine, it's going to take mm -hmm. over. And no matter how many times I tried to quit smoking, I eventually just gave it up. Like none of the techniques work. Nothing I Googled yeah. worked. No videos on YouTube. No <laughs> advice from I family. I feel you because we were Nothing. both in that situation. Exactly. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, me and you that went through the same turning point. So mm -hmm. currently right now for the listeners out there to keep this on the truth, um, I'm still not out of smoking. I'm a vaporizer now. You know, <laughs> I'm constantly sipping on a vape. And it's one area of learned helplessness that's, that's got me beat. But yes, I tend to hope and think and feel better about mm. myself by mm. thinking that there is an, uh, obviously there's an element of addiction there. But it's still the same kind of thing that applies, you know, where you, you know that something's not good for you and mm. necessarily the best option for you. But you've tried so many times to make a difference and it never yielded any positive results. So instead of spending all that energy and that effort to make a difference, just mm. roll over and take it, you know? Yeah. And that's unfortunately what a lot of people do. And it's great. Yeah, it is. Because there's, there's so many people that I've encountered in my personal life that have been stuck in a dead-end job and they're not happy. They're, they, they just keep complaining and complaining and they just there's just no yep. way for them to get out of that. And yes. it's, it's like they've just become complacent and just you're given up and said, and it's weird because they they get silent about it and they don't necessarily always they they talk about it for a little while and then they just don't anymore and that's when you realize that this is actually leading to it's something much beat. deeper it's got them beat and and it's 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 difficult because what do you say to that person how do you help them and i think that's what's going to be interesting when we deep dive and unpack this entire topic here tonight is we're really going to have a look at if you've just classified yourself as the first type of person that I've described in this scenario, right, where you you can already think about, about maybe it is a job, maybe it is, maybe you are stuck in a job or a financial situation and you just, or maybe you're stuck in debt and you just can't get out of it. And there's, you've tried a couple of times and you just, there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. And you've just said, you know what, it is, mm. it is what it is. I'll pay it off when I pay it off. Those are all areas of your life where you've, sort of adopted this learned helplessness yes. effect unknowingly, and yeah. unknowingly yeah and you have to get out of that so tonight we're going to unpack this and have a look at if you're classified as that type of person how do you get to becoming the the second type of person that we mentioned the person yeah. that that finds a way where there is no way so we're going to share five ways to stop your suffering and by the end of this episode you'll learn to unlearn the helplessness, right? If, yeah. if that makes sense. And this actually takes me back to, to a study that I recently came across. It was conducted somewhere in the 1960s and it's extremely, <laughs> extremely interesting. We should, put a, we should put a disclaimer in here before we start with the study. This is a <laughs> gruesome study. This is in the 60s, like anything well, well, went, right? 
it's, it's, at least it's not gruesome, gruesome. But I mean, yes, there's definitely parts of the study that I do not condone at all. I do not agree with, but it did prove extremely effective. They should have done it on humans. <laughs> yes. Agreed. Agreed on that, right? So this was a study conducted in the 1960s and they basically took dogs and they, they split them up into two different groups. The first group of dogs they actually put into a cage uh, where they applied shocks to the back paws. Um, like the extent of the shocks, I don't know. The length of it, I do know. Uh, lost at about five seconds if the dog did absolutely nothing in the first group of dogs that they examined, right? So in the first group of dogs, they actually had a panel in the cage. And if the dog actually put his nose against this panel, it would shorten the amount of time that that shock lasted. That's in the first group of dogs. In the second group of dogs, they had the exact same study, exact same uh, or dosage of shocks that they applied to, uh, to the back paws, as well as the intervals that they applied them to. The only difference now with the second group of dogs is they had absolutely no control over the length of these shocks being applied to their back paws. Mm. That's funny because if you have a look at these two groups of dogs, it really applies to the two types of people that we just described in, in the yeah. introduction of this episode, right? Both of them experienced the exact same amount of suffering. The only difference is that the first group actually had control over it and they yep. they they learned that they actually figured out that they can control the amount of suffering that they're undergoing whereas the second group found that no matter what they do there's nothing that they can actually do to stop the suffering or to mm. shorten the length of those shocks so extremely interesting because after 64 shocks they both went back to their cages and the next day the very next day they actually conducted a brand new study where they mixed up these groups and they took one by one each of them and put them into a shuttle box with a low wall in front of them. And the only difference is that they have actually then applied a high pitch to the study just before these shocks were applied to these dogs. Mm. And they found that the first group of dogs, and this is pretty crazy, right? So only a third. So this is around 33% of the dogs leaped over the wall. Mm. And this means that over 60% of the dogs just laid down. They were just sort of whimpering and waiting for the shocks to be applied to them. And they knew that there was nothing that they could do about that. And the main result that they accomplished after this study was the fact that it's not suffering that leads to hopelessness. It's mm -hmm. suffering that you think you can't control. Correct. And how powerful is that? Right? When you yeah. think about all of these situations that we've just mentioned, you know, being stuck in a dead-end job, being stuck in debt, you know, trying to, to quit an addiction, you know, whether it is alcohol or cigarettes or maybe drug use, you know, maybe you, mm. you've got a friend of that. It's where you apply this learned helplessness is really when it comes to not just the fact that you're suffering, but the fact that you think that you've got no control over it. Yes, it's incredible. And I think, you know, as as bad as that study is, they actually did exactly the same kind of, I would say, variable study on humans. Um, they conducted a similar study with three groups that got split up and they got put into rooms with really terrible noise and, and sound effects. Mm. And pretty much this, I'm not going to go into the details of the study, but it went the same way as the dogs and they got to exactly the same conclusion, which is, it's, it's almost, it's very rare that, you know, a scientific study gets that amount of conclusive results. So yeah. it doesn't, it's, it, it's something that's, this is one of those very rare cases where something is 
prevalent not just in humans it's, it seems to be spanned across the entire world and all life within it you know and mm. this whole concept of learned helplessness really does apply to such a wide variety of situation and actually many different type of species as well and it's literally about you know if you've got beaten enough on the head with a club you eventually mm. don't try and you know uh, soften the blow and yeah. it's really really bad um in in certain cases you get various degrees of severity of this so it's going to range from small things in your life that you feel you don't have control over but i the, the reason this topic has always stood out to me and i think it's one of the reasons we've thought about this long and hard before recording is i think everyone listening to this knows someone that's close to them that they wish could get out of this that's currently stuck in something like this it could either be a debt problem and a gambling addiction it can be a cigarette addiction or an alcohol addiction it could be something where um i know a lot of people that's being taken advantage of just because the people that mm -hmm. are taking advantage have gotten away with it so many times and they Absolutely. eventually just decided you know i'm not gonna even try and put up a fight anymore or try and even defend myself and you know what's the funny thing mm. those people will always come and speak to us or you freely about this like i hate the fact that these people are taking advantage of me yeah but they'll never actually do anything to make a change they're happy to talk it's, about it they're crazy. happy to rant about it and vent about it they know that it's wrong I've seen so many times that these people would actually do something, for example, good at the expense of themselves mm. and then do that with a freaking smile and then come lie in bed at night, think about it and think, yeah, I got screwed again. I got screwed again. And then phone you the, tomorrow morning and say, I got screwed again. Yeah. And isn't it, isn't it the same in relationships? You know, we've yeah. seen this over and over yes, again in exactly. relationships, toxic, toxic relationships where... The person is clearly not happy and they yeah. keep complaining about the other person. And they, they obviously like, I'm not saying like, obviously like uh, I've never been married or anything, but I can imagine. And relationships, I've been in a, a ton of relationships and long-term relationships and relationships aren't easy. So I'm not saying that this applies to everyone, but absolutely. I'm sure that each and every one of us can think about one person. I know I can think of a couple of them. Um, that have been in extremely toxic relationships and it's like they've just sort of become accustomed to it and they're just okay mm. with not okay with it it's just they they've learned that maybe this is as good as it gets maybe there's mm. there's no way out maybe there's there's nothing i can do to control my suffering and i think yeah, it's it's crazy man uh it, it's really really hectic i think it's it applies to so many parts of our lives that when we came across this study leon i think that it, it really just hit home because I think there's so many parts of my life that this still applies to. And I really want to learn from this. I really want to find out what, what's the outcome. How do we, how do we stop this suffering? And here's a, here's another interesting fact, right? Is some of the, the studies that were conducted after or post this, this, uh, your dog, uh, experiment study with the shocks being applied to their back paws, they found that learned helplessness or suffering where you think that you've got no control over the situation mm. actually leads to clinical depression symptoms. A, a lot right. of symptoms, things like your know, changes in appetite, changes in physical activity or sleep problems or problems concentrating at work or on specific tasks. 
And if you think about this, and I don't want to talk about the pandemic too much, but it really is the current situation that we're sitting in, right? Because think about it, we're we're all sitting in this sort of helpless situation where just as you think you've got control over it, just as you think that you're, okay, the numbers are calming down and vaccines are being rolled out and all that, we hit another level of lockdown and the numbers start spike. So it's wave after wave after wave. Yes. And we found that no matter how we try and you know, get accustomed to this or get used to this, there's nothing we can do about it. And now what happens is that our appetites change. The the physical activity that we have in our lives change, not because we're constrained or restricted to our home offices and you're know, being locked up in or cooped up in our little homes the whole day. But even if we do have access to the gym, it just it's difficult to get out and actually go and exercise. It's difficult for you to follow your diet or to stick to your diet routines or uh, dietary requirements or things that you've set up in the past in terms of you know, what you take in as food. And again, mm. we, we struggle falling asleep. I don't know about you, Liam, but especially in this time period as yeah. well, I struggle falling asleep. And you'll find this in any suffering sort of situation. When you're, when you're so stressed out about work or you're so stressed out about your finances or you're so stressed out about your current debt situation, you can't mm. sleep. It's like you constantly have your sleep interrupted. And all of these things are symptoms of guess what? Clinical depression. depression. So got to be extremely careful. And I think that's the importance of why it is that we're addressing this topic tonight. That's actually very, very true. We need to start talking about that as well. It's funny, you know, I've realized in life that if you had to give a point scale to negativity and positivity, it mm. seems like negativity always wins. It seems as if negative feelings, emotions, thoughts, always win over positive thoughts you could have one negative thing to look out for on the, let, let let me give you an example it's the it's it's saturday right next week you mm -hmm. have to do a very very difficult uh presentation to management the weekend mm -hmm. there after you actually have a holiday planned and you're gonna go away for the weekend somewhere nice mm -hmm. which one takes preference in your mind is it are you constantly thinking about you are stressing your life away be, because mm -hmm. of that one presentation? Yeah. And can you actually see, but there's a light at the end of the tunnel and I'm going to go away for the weekend. In my experience, at least, and we probably need to do an episode about it, but I think it holds true for a lot of people. Negativity seems to smother whatever positive you, positivity you have left. It does. It, it does. Yeah. It kind of takes foresight, right? It it kind of smothers the rest. You'll still know that the good stuff is there, but you mm -hmm. can't seem to get as excited with this cloud hang hanging over you. And that is this weird thing about um, learned helplessness. You can have so many good things going in your life at the same time, firing at mm -hmm. all pistons, and you have this one little terrible thing that's got you completely under control like you've got zero control over it we talk about control in a lot of our episodes and how this is important to me <laughs> yeah yeah that will take over your mind that's the one little per, uh, you know piece of poison that can poison all your thought um and that's unfortunately the honest truth at least for me it's been the, the case it's almost like everything needs to be in a positive deficit 
and a positive balance. And you can just bring one serious negative thing to that equation and everything tips on the scale. Mm. It's extremely weird how acute and how amplified negativity can come up in your mind and smother everything else that was positive. Well, I mean, sorry, it makes sense because if you think about the way that we were raised, we spoke about this you know, briefly uh, a couple of weeks ago as well. Our parents used to beat us, man. Like if you, <laughs> they used to threaten, yeah. they didn't threaten us with good times. Like yeah, obviously no. there there's that thing. You, you know, if you go to the dentist and you behave and you don't cry, then you get a sucker or you get a mm. ice cream or a lollipop or something, and that's that's okay. But it wasn't as effective as them threatening to beat you. You know, do that again, I'll hit you. <laughs> yeah. So negativity exactly. will win. Yeah. So it, it it makes sense. Silly example, but I, no, I think it makes, it makes sense. No, it makes sense. You have to kind of make things simple sometimes for the ball to drop, you know. And that's the thing. You talked about clinical depression. That's a very big word. That's a very, very severe symptom that so many people are suffering from. And mm. sometimes if you, I think sometimes even for the psychiatrists, sitting and listening to the people and they hear what the problems are underlying that's um, pointing you into a direction of depression. It could be something mm. as simple as this, like just somewhere in your life that you've got this very difficult imbalance with learned helplessness and something that's completely smothering out all the rest. Mm. And you could have you could have good health, kids, a house, a family, a cat, dogs, whatever, you seem mm. to kind of live completely past that because this one thing is so big and so poisonous that it poisons all thought. And that yeah. literally can lead to depression. That's the weird thing about it is that that's why it warrants an episode, right? That's why we spoke about this and we said yeah. this really does warrant an episode because this one little imbalance, which is this is not chemical. This is, this is weird and difficult to actually define um, and, and put a finger to. But this is one small thing that can make you lose so much control over your life and so much power that it actually could cause clinical depression, which is a really, really, you know, that's that's serious. That's something that's quite serious and something that needs um, very prolonged um, treatment and things like that. So mm -hmm. that's what's really interesting about this for me. And again, we're talking about something here that I think majority of us at least exude a portion of this, whether it's mm. your kids having a very good control over you, maybe they get whatever they want and you've decided I'm not even going to try and bother to um, come up against them. Maybe there's something really difficult in your life that you have a disagreement with on with your wife. Yeah. Maybe your wife wants kids and you don't or the opposite. That could be serious. I mean, sounds like a simple yeah. quick one liner to talk about and that's the thing it's worthy of talking about this is something that can take over your life and it's just a control thing it's something where you have given control over to something purely because of the fact that you've never had the ability to get the ability to get control over it yeah and I, and I think that the importance of that is knowing that it's it's a habit it's sort of a habit right that's mm. for, that's that's forming so maybe 
you're listening to this and you're thinking this isn't really me in like a massive regard like i'm quite happy with my job i'm quite happy with my finances i'm quite happy with you know my current situation with my wife or with my spouse or you know my my girlfriend boyfriend whatever the case is so i'm not really feeling that but maybe in a smaller sense maybe you know we we spoke about cigarette addiction and and alcohol addiction all those things as well it can become a habit so nipping it in the bud and saying let's let's have a look at this let's address this head on before it becomes a problem so just before we get into the tips here leon maybe let's explore one last angle on this yeah i think you know there's a lot of um interesting things that came out here and i think one of the things that we just need to kind of reiterate is the fact that this manifests in various various different types of ways that's the one thing and the second thing is that the degree of this differs, but it always, it's somewhere in your life. It's something that you need to pinpoint and something that you've gotten so used to that you probably don't pinpoint it out in your life anymore. It's something Mm. that you might've been doing for Mm. years. It might be a parent that's been struggling for several years and you've had to help them out or whatever the case might be, or maybe a family member. Maybe it's a disability uh, case in the, in, in the family that you've had to, be, you know, had to give and, and provide care for. Maybe it's an abusive relationship. Maybe it's a work environment. It's something that, as we talk about this, might now scratch open a new wound or, an, or open an old wound and you're going to probably realize, oh, wow, I actually have gone into this self, uh, like this complete helplessness, and I've never addressed this topic. And Mm. I really, I really think it's time for a lot of people to, if you go through life, and I've experienced this in my life as well, where you go through life and you add everything together and you're like, like all the checkboxes are in place, something's off, something's missing. This could be that one thing, this could be something that you've put so far in the back of your head that it doesn't really resonate as a problem anymore because you've accepted it right that's the whole yeah, point it's almost of become topic. subconscious yeah yeah it becomes subconscious it's it's just you it's it's part of you and that's yeah. what you do and it's time to realize that wow okay wait let me reevaluate this that i'm actually not doing the right thing here for me my family my health or whatever the case might be and um that's when you start discovering these little areas in your life that you've just accepted mm. as this is the normal. I see it a lot in my kids and um, I know we weren't really going to take this topic to the kids as well. But a lot of things that you do in order to give your kids the best possible life in their mind creates a bit of helplessness. They just won't see it as that. That because is they extremely don't, true, yeah. Yeah, they don't know the difference. It's your fault in a way, you know. And, and again, I'm, I'm maybe making this very brutally honest, but you've conditioned them like that. It's not really their fault. I mean, they come with a blank slate. Whatever happens there is kind of on you. But I do this as well. Um, you know, I want to pave the most smoothest path for my kids. And in doing that, I put certain things in place to make sure that they don't have stumbling blocks and that they don't have the normal struggles of life. But now I've started realizing that this also puts them in a space of not knowing that those stumbling blocks even exist, you know, Mm -hmm. and one day they might have to face them on their own and they've in unknowingly become helpless against Mm -hmm. those problems because I just kind of moved them out the way as they came up. 
Um, so yeah. that's another angle just to just to think about how you can actually, um, you know, put helplessness onto other people just by you having had previous experience of that bad thing and trying to move those things out the way, those obstacles out of the way for that particular person. And then that person might not have the right tools and the right armor to actually fend those things off in life going forward. And mm. yeah, that's a that's just another thing to keep in mind is that if, as far as you're concerned, yes, definitely it's time to just go and see if there's some of these, these things dragging you down. But if you've got kids, this is also an area to explore is mm. to make sure that the life that you are giving them now, is it a good life or is it the best life <laughs> you know a good yeah. life is an easy life but is it a best is it the best life is it really going to make them helpless in certain scenarios one day or is it going to be a case of you actually equipping them with the skills and the things in order to make sure that they don't seem as helpless as maybe other kids um, they just got everything um, handed to them yeah that's that's an interesting perspective as well because and and I think I think a lot of this actually applies to to the business realm as well as you know, any sort of leadership role that you have, right? Like obviously you're talking about it from from a parent's perspective or being you know, some form of a role model to someone. There's a lot of friends, there's a lot of family, there's a lot of uh, relatives and and, and and colleagues and and you know, people at your workplace looking up to you perhaps. Mm. And I think that's interesting to take into consideration as well, is what sort of example are you setting for people that are following you? Um, mm -hmm. Maybe you're an influencer or something as well. And if you have this sort of learned helplessness mentality, then it's, it's, it's good to point that at a very early stage. Or mm. even even now, you know, even if it's, it's extremely developed, maybe it's already developed to... Uh, to a severe case of clinical depression or leading there, or f it feels like it's leading there. It's a good way to look at it and say that if I fix myself, I can fix those or help those around me as well. Mm, Extremely 100%. interesting. Some really, really great, interesting perspectives and points, Leanne. I think it's time for the real life tip <laughs> for today. And uh, as as we mentioned, we promised you five ways to break free from the suffering. So mm. we now that we know that this is something that exists, now that we're aware of the fact that this could actually fester in your subconscious and that you could be one of two different type of people. Again, you're either you're the type of person that is already complacent with your current suffering situation. Mm. Maybe you're, you've already sort of just you know, laid down and started just taking the punches and just gone with the flow and said, you know what, this is something that I just have to deal with. It's an addiction or this is my current situation, financial situation, or this is just my job, my career that I've paved out for myself. Or this is just the relationship that I'm currently sitting in and there's no way for me to get out of this. There's no way that I see that this will have a positive impact on my life if I try and stop doing things the way that I'm currently doing it at. Either you're mm. that person or either you're the person that says, you know what, even though I don't see a way out, let me find a way out. Let me find a way to end this suffering. Let me see if there's maybe just a way for us to soften the blow that we're taking to the gut every single day maybe there's a way that we can make our lives a little bit easier so we promised you five ways to stop your suffering and um, we're going to tie that into the real life tip section so Leon, i hope that you've got some tips 
<laughs> I'm prepared. <laughs> uh, I definitely do. I definitely have have a few of them lined up. Uh, but ways for us to become, you know, if if you're the first type of person like me, if yeah. like I highly resonate with that first type of person, and it's something that I definitely want to fix in myself. But there's definitely some insights that that I could find in the research, some insights that I could find out of this episode here today. And that, that will take me from the first type of person to, into the second type of person, the person that actually finds a way out. So I'll, I'll, I'll give it over to you, Leon. Hit us yeah. with uh, the first two ways to stop your suffering. Yeah, man, 100%. So I think as a start, look, this is not going to count as a tip. So don't take a point away from me, all right? I'm, I've got two <laughs> tips. This is a lead up. I'll give you, yeah. <laughs> this is a lead into right. the first tip, all right? So you need to know that you've got this problem that everything in psychology starts with accepting and realizing that you've got this issue somewhere in your life so you need to and and you will know i mean that's the whole reason that this episode is going to jump out to you is because you're going to say oh okay well there or there or there i've got this issue so you need to just before i get into the first step you need to find something that you know okay wow this is something that's profound that i need to deal with where I've fallen into this trap and I've just never, ever really taken it on ever again. So the first tip is to start doing a little bit of introspection and then just looking at all the limiting beliefs that you've got around this problem. Why do you think that you can't change this and reframe them into a positive way? Um, to maybe put this more of in, a, in an example is, let's say for example that you are in a way thinking that you can't learn new things. Maybe you're stuck in a job and you're saying, yeah, but I'm going to be stuck here for life because I just can't learn anything new. The mere fact that you are already thinking about not learning anything new probably means that you are capable of learning something new because you've already identified that there's new stuff to learn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. And, once you, and that's why I say reframe it is... Look, why are you even thinking that if you don't even, if, if there was truly nothing for you to learn, you won't even know that you don't know enough. Mm. You understand what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you think about it backwards like that. So if you're not capable of learning things, you're going to go find evidence and make sure that you can support those opposing thoughts. Make mm. sure that you've got enough things in your arsenal to know that, listen, but year and year and year, I've actually proven myself wrong. I've actually showcased um, positive and, and, and proof of the fact that I am capable of more. And then pursue them. I mean, pursue them relentlessly. I always say, and I, we mentioned it in this episode again, where the negative things kind of take... Um, oversight over the positive things so you have to the positive things you can nurture but the negative things you really need to attack you need to get a real good battle plan and attack them as if they're like a bad opposing force in your mind yeah so you have to strongly identify them figure out that well even just the fact that i can identify the shortfall if for for the lack of a better term means that i already acknowledge it's there which means I know there's something that can be done about it. Now all you need to do is to figure out what it is that you need to do in order to combat that problem and then take it on head on and get it away from you. The, yeah. the, the second tip that I've got, and this is probably something, this is something that I still struggle with a little bit. I'm my own worst critic, right? Um, there is no one that's as tough on me as myself. 
you really need to start watching yourself talk. Um, and self-talk meaning not watching yourself talk to other people, watching yourself talk towards your inner self, you know. So how do you talk to yourself about yourself and yeah. try and change those negativity into positives? The whole point of this episode is you've learned a way of become completely helpless in certain situations. That's through self-talk. You put that there. That's you that failed at putting it off a certain amount of times, which then made you roll over and accept it. You need to go back and say, listen, I need to flip the status quo. I need to take whatever is seen as normal right now and see all the wrong that there is and find that inner strength to say that I'm going to turn this around. I'm going to look at what I'm saying to myself and I know that I'm worth more. I know that I'm better. I know that I'm being taken advantage of. Only thing that's left to do is to figure out what do you want from this. So if you can identify what exactly you want from this, again, it comes back to, and this is why I'm more on the second side, second, uh, I would say, option of usually coming over these things is get aggressive. Like get out of that passivity of just taking this on yeah. the chin and thinking, ah, mm -hmm. it's just something. It's another day where this happens. Tomorrow will be an okay day again. And then maybe in a week, ah, it's going to come up, but it's not that bad. And then I'll be okay. No, everything can be good. Everything should be good. So be aggressive. Take that stance and, and combat it, you know. So listen to your self-talk. Make sure that you talk positive things about yourself. Empower yourself, you know, with the right tools and the aggression to take it on. That's the second tip. The first tip is you have to do, just do a little bit of deep dive on yourself. Identify those limit, limiting beliefs and just reframe them into positive things. It's basically those two roll into one at the end of the day. So technically, I gave you like 1,3 <laughs> tips here today. But it really comes down to inner strength. At some point, when you realize this is a problem, maybe this I'll do as a closing statement, then I'll hand over the <laughs> mic. When you realize and you listen to this with profound new um, thoughts, that's the right time to take action. The fact that you can acknowledge that this is a problem right now means you are mm -hmm. ready to take it on. Just be super aggressive about it. This is something you want to rip like a band-aid. It's something negative. You don't have to be posh and sensitive about it. Protect mm. yourself and, and make mm. sure that you come out the other end unscathed. Um, yeah, that's pretty much me. Um, love it. From a tip perspective. Really, really sound advice. I love that, Leon. Thank you so much for sharing. I think to add on top of that, tip number three that I'll bring in is focus on learning from your mistakes right now. Just just think about that study once again, and I just want to recap on that. Is you know, If you think about, you know, picture yourself as that dog sitting in the cage, and you've got this your panel in front of your nose, and you didn't know what it did. You, know, you didn't know if it, if, if it would make a difference at all. And you feel the first couple of shocks come through. And all of a sudden, you try different things. You know, you try, you're sitting in a different way. You try standing in a different way. And then you discover this panel in front of you that you just gently touch your nose on. And all of a sudden, the pain stops. The same way that 
the dog discovered that I can actually get out of that pain or stop that pain, you can actually learn how to stop the pain or how to reduce the amount of suffering that you're currently going through as well. So either you've done this in the past already, I can almost promise you that there is one place in your life that you've actually accomplished this. And I can think of a couple in my own personal life as well. I'm sure you can as well, Leon, where you've overcome adversity by just trying different things. And because of that, you should constantly date back to that. And that actually ties into into uh, the other tip that I wanted to mention, but you stole that from me, damn. Uh, <laughs> extremely good one is make sure that you, you, you date back and you think about the past, the, the, the adversity that you've overcome in the past, uh, things that you've succeeded in, where you've clawed your way out of those ditches and use that to your advantage. Yep. So I'm not going to count that's that. Ammunition, so, yeah. so yeah. So tip no, number that's, three, that's fine. focus that on counts. learning on your mistakes. No, no, yes. no. I've got, I've got two more. <laughs> don't steal, don't steal points away from me. <laughs> and then we'll recap. We'll recap at the end on, on all five tips in summary. But um, that's tip number three. Tip number four is I would say be on the lookout for the symptoms, the symptoms of clinical depression, because this is something that can creep up on mm. you. It's something that we always say, you know, what uh, we didn't think it could happen to me or my life was great and it's always been great and all those things. But I've seen so many people go from from extreme highs to extreme, extreme lows. And, and it's yes. just been absolutely terrifying getting them out of those ditches. Um, and I can't imagine how difficult it, is, it was for them as well. Mm. So it's something that I I'm going to definitely be more conscious about. I want to make sure that I, I nip it in the bud if I do start seeing a lot of the symptoms. Again, the symptoms are things like you know changes in appetite or physical activity, sleep problems or uh, lack of concentration or struggling with concentrating at work or on specific tasks and things like that. So be on, look, on the lookout for that. That's, that's tip number four. Um, make sure that you, you become aware of these things. Tip number five, and the last one before we summarize and wrap up the tips, is I would say go this week and identify areas in your life where you can actually apply this. Mm. Actually go and sit and write down. Think about things like, are you struggling with addiction in certain areas? And your addiction always sounds so hectic, but it could be little things, you know, cell phone addiction. It could be, it could be cigarettes. It could be drugs. It could be TV. It could be anything, you know. Think about the addiction uh, things, the bad habits that you have in your life and where you can actually, where you don't realize that you're suffering, but you know that it's not, it's not helping you. It's not progressing you to those goals and things as well. Um, and also maybe think about if you're not undergoing this suffering, think about the people closest to you in your friend groups in your, your, maybe your relatives, um, that might be suffering as well. Maybe they need to hear this. Maybe they actually need your help through this as well. And maybe they're not a person that listens to podcasts at all. Maybe they're a person that just enjoys reading or maybe they don't even know what a podcast is. But maybe they need to hear this specific message here today to know that this has been proven with research studies in the past. And this is something that you can learn. And most importantly, it's something that you can unlearn. Mm. And And that's what I really wanted to focus on. All right. So let's wrap it up. Let's summarize the five tips or the five ways to break free or to break that suffering. Leon, number one, identify and get rid of your limiting beliefs. Remember that you've overcome adversity in the past and think back to those times because just focusing on the negative things in life will definitely impact Mm. you way more or way easier than the positive things in life. That's number one. Number two, watch what you say about yourself 
to yourself, mm, yeah. right? Watch your self-talk. Make sure that you focus on that as well. And then number three, focus on learning from your mistakes right now. The mistakes that you're making as you're undergoing this suffering, right? Take note of those mistakes. Take note of the pain and the suffering that you're going through and what inflicted that pain, what inflicted the suffering, right? Maybe you took a wrong turn in terms of a career path or maybe you took a wrong turn in terms of a specific job application that you went through. Maybe you took a wrong turn by buying that new car or by buying that new house or Leon by buying the latest tech as you always do. <laughs> um, and now you're sitting in a, in a, in a worse situation that you, that you were in previously. What led to that? What was the root cause to you making that purchase? What was the root cause to you making that bad decision? Learn from that mistake right now. That's number three. Number four, be on the lookout for these symptoms. These symptoms could really creep up on you. And number five, identify the areas of your life this week right now after this episode as we're wrapping this up get out a pen and paper write down what areas of your life can you go or at least one area of your life that you can go and apply these things to in your life this week and take that and take the action because knowledge again is only power once you've applied it to your life leon those are the five ways to break free from suffering when it comes to learned helplessness. Extremely insightful. As always, it's been an absolute pleasure You're having these recording sessions with you <laughs> through the cold weather, through the snow, even in Krugersdorp, <laughs> just around the corner in the, one of the hottest places that I've always known. Uh, yeah, we've seen some some snowfall in there as well. It's, it's really, really been a great episode yeah, for me. I've thoroughly enjoyed this. Yeah, it's been amazing, man, as usual. It's been a very absurd week, I think for us in the country and everything so it's just <laughs> yeah, been, well, it's been a <laughs> roller coaster man everything has gone wrong and and right at the same time i think this went right i think this is good um i Absolutely. really hope that a lot of people um find some insight in there and again this if this does not apply to you i'm pretty sure you know someone that this does apply to share the information with them um they don't need to become a listener necessarily of the podcast that would be great but Take the information at least to them and see if you can help someone else that is going through this. Um, it's definitely something that can be quite debilitating. It's a long-term problem and this inevitably, if it's acute enough and bad enough, does result in, in, in many cases in clinical depression, which is again something very, very serious. Liana, it's been a real pleasure, Manu, to to have this talk with you. It has been. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Learned helplessness, everything that you need to know, and the five ways for you to stop your suffering Mm. right now. It's been a pleasure, and we can't wait to see you on the next episode. Until then, stay safe, stay warm. If you're in a warm place right now, (laughs) we hate you. (laughs) Until next time, this is me signing off. Manu. Leon, thank you very much for joining us. We'll see you on the next one. Cheers, everyone. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. We really hope that you have found inspiration or motivation from our content this far. If you want to get access to sneak previews to our upcoming shows on a weekly basis, Go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel or join our Facebook page where we also share our blog posts and other great content from time to time. So head over to our Facebook and YouTube channels and feel free to share it with your friends so that they can also join you on the journey to success. Until next time, guys. Cheers.